You're listening to Decidedly Dry. I'm your host, Jess Steitzer. This is the Sober Podcast where we actually focus on the good. Amazing, right? We spark inspiration. We try to provide some hope and help motivate you. I promise to always keep it real, provide some dry humor, and remind you every episode why sobriety is truly a superpower. You can always find the show notes, some posts, and all of my other tools over on decidedlydry.substack.com. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's get started. Well, hello, my dear sweet listener, and welcome to episode 77. If I have not mentioned it lately, I just want to take a minute and say how much I appreciate you pushing play. Today's episode is not a guest episode. Therefore, you are so incredibly lucky because you are stuck with me. But have no fear. We are still going to dig deep on a topic that has been on my mind literally all week and is really hitting home for me. Today, we are going to chat about dealing with cravings after long-term sobriety, okay? And I'm going to walk us, that's right, I said us, I need this pep talk as well, through a one-minute trick to stop that alcohol craving and be the boss of our own bodies, okay? Does that sound good? (laughs) Good. All right, so for those of you that are new around here, I want to take a minute just to tell you who I am. My name is Jess. I am the overly caffeinated typically unshowered, messy bun-wearing boy mom behind this here microphone. I was a total sucker for the mommy wine culture and was sober curious for years before I finally had my last day one. This coming December, I am going to be celebrating four years of living completely alcohol-free. That's right, not even a sip. In early sobriety, I completely dreamed of the days when I could finally not crave that glass of wine, when I could finally attend a social gathering and not feel like I was the odd man out. Do you guys feel me on that? Slowly but surely, after months and months and months and months of building my toolbox and quite frankly, just not drinking, it did in fact get easier. The benefits and the pros of not drinking made it so worth it. And honestly, the thought of starting all over, well, that is what totally kept me moving forward. All right, so here's why I want to bring this topic here today, because here's the deal. As of lately, I'd say, I don't know, the past few weeks, I have suddenly been dealing with that little obnoxious voice in my head saying, Hey Jess, could you have just one? A glass of wine sounds so refreshing. It's been over three and a half years, you big baby. I'm sure you could control yourself and just have a glass. It'll be different this time. All right, anyone who can relate to this knows how frustrating it can be to hear that voice again. Right when you think you are in the clear, you've been healed, and you'll no longer get a craving, bam, there it is. And that craving can totally hijack your brain. Am I right? 
I mean, it can overtake you and leave you feeling pretty powerless in the moment. You know, you start to question yourself and your mind begins to play tricks on you. And it almost as if it kind of feels like you temporarily forget about all the amazing work that you've put in to your sober journey. And that is exactly what I've been dealing with these past few weeks. Now, just to be clear, I have not had a drink and I won't, but I'm bringing it here because I just want to keep it real. And I hope that by talking this out with you will help you stay stronger and keep me in my lane. All right. So story time. This past weekend, I was out hiking with my cousin who, by the way, I have to give her a huge shout out. She is pretty much about, I think, three years completely alcohol free. Go Jen. And towards the end of our hike, I, I casually asked her, I was like, hey, do you ever get cravings? From there, we had a really, really amazing conversation. And I was able to share with her how I was feeling. I told her I was confused to why the heck I was getting these cravings still. We started to kind of analyze what was happening in my life to see if there was some sort of explanation or something, maybe something I was overlooking. And then, you guys, we nailed it. In just a few days here, if you're listening to this while it was recorded or when it was recorded, I'm actually heading to Texas for the Austin City Limits Music Festival. And that right there is what I unknowingly have been stressing about. Now, let me be clear. I am not, (laughs) I repeat, not stressing about nailing every single lyric and note that my beloved Shania Twain's performance is going to have or be put on. But I was quietly stressing because the summer before my last drink was when I had attended a similar music festival. I don't know if it's similar, but a music festival. And I thought that I could moderate. I had gone that year about 150-ish days without drinking. I thought I was cured and I could moderate. And well, as you may have guessed, I was right back to my nightly wine drinking habits. It was like riding a bike. I was back in 2019. After that festival, I was totally disappointed. I had convinced myself that I had to drink at that festival to thoroughly have a great time. I couldn't imagine being the only person there at that festival not drinking. I think I was tired of constantly thinking about drinking or not drinking, and I just caved. So how am I going to ensure that I stay strong this time around? What can I do to prepare What can I teach you today to ensure that you too stay strong in your journey? So here is a one minute craving busting strategy that I am using, like not joking, using right in this moment (laughs) and the one that I hope will help you as well. The trick, are you ready for it? Four words, play the tape forward. When that craving creeps in, I want you to pretend your life is a movie. That's right. (laughs) Your life is a movie and you are the fabulous starring role. 
congratulations. I will just use myself for an example. I'm going to play the movie through of how one glass of wine would go for me based on my past experience, okay? I would probably buy the bottle of wine by myself, totally ashamed and anxious, very nervous that I would see someone I know and that they'd instantly be judging me like, hmm, isn't, isn't that Jess? I thought she quit drinking. I would immediately go home, pop that bottle open within moments, take a sip and convince myself that this was totally the right decision. Next, my kids who are 11 and 9 would be utterly confused. Like, why is mom drinking wine? I would probably have a couple more glasses because one has never been enough for me in the past. I would put the kids to bed, fall asleep watching TV on the couch, wake up in a panic at about 3 a.m. sharp, and just be a total mess of emotions. I would walk to my room, lay awake for an hour, just stewing in my feelings of regret and shame. In the morning, I would definitely wake up feeling like complete crap, both physically and mentally, wondering why in the world did I let myself down? Sounds like a pretty awful movie, am I right? <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, playing that tape forward really does the trick for me. That craving bubble can always, I repeat, can always be burst by a cold, hard serving of reality. Utilizing this effective mental exercise can be incredibly helpful, you guys. Taking the time to really pause, play the tape forward, and remind yourself of what will most definitely happen can be the reality check that we need to keep us on our alcohol-free path. I'm going to end with one more thing. I want to remind you that cravings are super common in early sobriety, obviously. But as we can see here, using myself as an example, nearly four years into my journey, they can even pop up after being sober for a long period of time. You and I should not be ashamed or feel embarrassed that these feelings come up, even when it's been years since we got started. Lucky for us, there are several different ways to overcome cravings and successfully come out the other side. If playing the tape forward does not work for you, you guys, try something else. (laughs) The most important thing is to just not give in. Be the boss of your body and remember that deciding to be dry, that choosing to live alcohol-free is such an empowering lifestyle upgrade. You are worth it and I believe in you. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you guys next time. All right, that is a wrap. Thank you so much for pushing play today and hanging with me. If you enjoy the show, the best way to support it is to subscribe and to leave an awesome rating or review over on Apple Podcasts. Grateful for this message and want more? Head on over to decidedlydry.substack.com. 
there you will find all of my writing, a library of past episodes, and an option to subscribe. That gives you access to many, many more tools for not only your sober journey, but for all areas of your amazing life. It has sure been a treat spending this time with you. And just remember, if the only thing you did today was stay sober, you are winning. I'll see you next time.